Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He just got there, Rabbit. After a scintillating round 20, which saw records broken, injuries happen, teams struggling to field, uh, a lot of guys relying on people they didn't think they would, people struggling with trades, uh, after a teamless Tuesday that saw a lot of popular players uh, either bench, rested, or cut, a lot of teams are going to be struggling to field a top 17 as well. Uh, in today's episode, we're doing a quick rundown, uh, basically over the who's the most popular people that have been purchased, who are the most popular that have been sold, what captain's options to be, be looking at this week, and some potential smokies for you moving forward for your head-to-head finals, and even pushing for those overall ranks. But for now, let's get straight into it. Well, 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 kicking the list off with the most purchased player this week, how the tables have turned so quickly, so drastically, Bradman Best traded in by nearly 15% of Supercoaches after we put you onto him last week, a lot of people were skeptical about the injury history, about his role in the team, how that would all gel with Anari Tawala, Kalen Ponga coming back into the side. Uh, but we did identify the Knights as having a very, very fantastic run home. The upcoming opponents also do concede a fair bit of points to the left-hand side centers and wings. So expect Bradman Best to continue this great form, uh, especially with Callum Ponga there feeding him balls. Taking on the Brisbane Brokelands this week, who I think from memory are the worst side in the comp at defending left-hand side centers. Uh, 6,509 people at the time of recording have purchased Bradman Best in. Obviously, we sung his praises last week. Uh, so that's not going to change at all this week. You do pay 6.7 thousand more for him this week, but uh, a fraction of the cost is to what he started the season at, falling at about 170k as well. So this Bradman Best purchase is fantastic. Uh, Harry Grant as well, uh, 596k, less than 600,000 for the best hooker in the game. Uh, when fits, 7.8% uh, of super coaches have purchased Harry Grant in. Uh, people are worried about his role off the bench, but I think he just performs exceptionally regardless. Uh, I really, really like that training as well. Hooker is such a barren position, and I'm pretty confident that Harry Grant will be one of the most first selected players in my side come next year, uh, just considering the crop of talent that is at, at Hooker. Uh, number three on the list is Kalen Ponga. The same reasons for Bradman Best. Uh, you're picking him up at a very, very reduced discount too, 536k. The only downside with Kalen Ponga is he does lose the goal-kicking, but we know how good the ball-playing is on that left-hand side of the field. The goal-kicking kicking maybe loses him 15, 20 points a game, but I still think for the upside that he possesses, uh, you definitely go with him. Number four, most purchasing player, Joey Manu. Now, this one, I'm not a huge fan of. South, uh, the Sydney Roosters are playing the Penrith Panthers this week. Manu is back to center as well, so I'm not a huge fan of that. There could be some late swaps between him and Dale Copley, who has just come to the Roosters system, uh, but Manu at center does not perform as well as Manu at fullback or on the wing, as we saw last week. So this one, I would probably leave personally, uh, and I'd also leave the next fifth most purchased players, Ruben Gary. 
Garrick. And don't get me wrong, Garrick has been scintillating, superb, however you want to describe him. Um, but he is taking on the Melbourne Storm this week. He does have a pretty reasonable break even for him to miss. Uh, 711,000. For me, Garrick is one of those ones you do want for the run home, but one of the ones that I'd probably miss. His break even is 121 this week. I don't expect them to be scoring as many points as they have in recent weeks. Melbourne, we know, are the second best defensive side in the competition. So, Ruben Garrick, definitely one to have in your side, but I would not be having him for this week. Uh, number six most purchased player, David Norfoluma, 470k. Another one of these center wings that we identified a couple of weeks ago with the Tigers run home. Really like David Norfoluma. The base is looking like it's getting back to somewhere where it was, and the attack is definitely there with Adam Dewey feeding him. Nice ball. Uh, Jordan Rapiner, a guy that... Uh myself and Savs from the Supercoach Experience also touched on a couple of weeks before. We said that he'd be a great matchup just for head-to-head -head purposes, but he's looking more and more like a genuine option to play in your center wings. If he's playing fullback, the Raiders need to make a run for the finals. I think Rapina will have a big, big say in how they go. Uh, Payne Haas, number eight. I don't need to sing about Payne Haas's praise anymore. He is the best front rower going around. Um, the, a pure front row. Obviously, you've got guys like Isaiah Papali'i, but really, really like Payne Haas. You're still getting him at a pretty good price, I feel. 620000 for the output that he's going to put in. Number nine, a bit of a pod fullback move. Always love a good pod. Latrell Mitchell, uh, less than 2% of coaches have brought him in this week, but I still think he's a very, very good pod move. Up against Parramatta this week, which could be a bit of a thorn in the side, but I still see South City putting on a fair bit of a score against this uh, Parramatta Eel side. And number 10th most purchased player, Damian Cook, one of these guys, it's very up and down, hot and cold. I think if you're spending the 541000 on Damien Cook, you find the extra fifty k and go to Harry Grant. I think he is a much better upgrade uh, over Damien Cook there. The biggest surprise for me being purchased in is obviously Ruben Garrick at number five. I'd definitely just be waiting a week on him if you didn't own him, considering the matchups and the break-even that he's most likely not going to hit. Uh, I think people may be just clouded by the great score he had on last week. When it comes to guys being traded out, we know that the end of the season, a lot of the super coaches have been decimated by injury, and the top three lists, the top three players on this name, sorry, uh, are all injured guys. Dane Laurie, Brian To'o, and Ben Hunt, all guys suffering season-long injuries. Unfortunately, a combined total uh, of about 30% of super coaches have been trading those three out, and yeah, no no uh, qualms for me. Brian To'o, I think a lot of people... May have had too many issues last week to trade him out, but still 640000 that you do free up. There's a couple of good centering options that we touched on in the most purchased. The number four most traded out player, Nico Hines, nearly 6% of super coaches doing this. I understand that his time in the sun has come to an end. The break even is about two hundred, uh, but I think play, trading players out at this stage of the season who are fit... Uh, if you are struggling for trades, it's probably a, a too much of a punt for me. I know that he's going to lose a lot of cash. Don't get me wrong. I, f I fully get that. But the fact that uh, teams are struggling to field a 17, I'd feel that most people trading at Nico Hines would probably have some kind of injury in their squad. Uh, if you have been kissed on the dick and blessed with no injuries, I can get behind the Nico Hines trade out. But if you're one of these guys that um, is having to play a Charlie Staines or Jason Saab or whatnot this week, I'd much prefer to take the Nico Hines and cop the price drop. Katoni uh, Staggs, one of the most promising players for these center wings this year. Unfortunately, he went down with an MCL injury out for the season. The fifth most traded out player. No uh, issues here. Jaden Braley, we did a post on him this week. A fall from grace. I think he was averaging... 
about 73 through the first 10 rounds of the Supercoach season and has only averaged 45 from there on out. I think in the first 10 rounds, he didn't have a score below 57. And in the rounds 11 to 20, he hasn't had a score above 58. So uh, definitely falling off a cliff there. He'll be back next week. The Knights are getting their spine back. Hopefully, Braley comes good for owners that held. Uh, but if you traded, I think a lot of people will be going straight to Harry Grant, which uh, in my mind is a huge upgrade. Number seven, most traded out, Clint Gutherson. I think this is a similar scenario to Nico Hines. Gutho does have a pretty poor run home, but if you're struggling for players uh, to get in, I definitely think Gutho is probably a hold for at least a week and reassess from there. Fisher Harrison, eight. He'll be back very, very soon. Uh, I think probably just hold hold tight there and go and, and hold him and, and hope that he comes back better than ever considering the impact that he has on this Penrith side in the forward pack. And number nine, number 10, Sean Johnson and Tohu Harris. No qualms from me here at all uh, just regarding the unfortunate season-ending injuries that both those guys have. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ah, uh, captains. The joy of Supercoach. Uh, obviously, if you put the C on Tommy Turbo last week, you're having a pretty, pretty happy uh, rest of the week. Obviously, the record went huge. Let's try and find something else similar. I don't think Tommy Turbo is going to go huge again this week and break the record, unfortunately. We, got, we kick off with the Knights and the Broncos, and we touched on one of the most traded in popular players this week, Kalen Ponga. I think it's hard to pass up at least sticking the VC on him. Uh, as I said, I don't think Tommy Turbo is going to go as well as he did last week against the Melbourne Storm. So I'd much prefer to put the VC on Kalen Ponga over someone like a, a, a Tom Travojevic this week. Uh, the Raiders and the Dragons, nothing really stands out for me here. The Eels and the Rabbitohs, uh, you could definitely take a punt on Cody Walker, even though he's up against a stronger opponent. A lot of the guys that traded in, Latrell Mitchell too, definitely worth a stab in the dark. The Warriors and the Sharks here, I think you can go either way. I think this one will be a high-scoring affair. As someone that is a Reese Walsh owner myself, I'm looking at maybe potentially chucking the VC on Reese Walsh uh, in a pretty sneaky upset for the Warriors. The Roosters and the Panthers probably looking like the game of the round, especially if Nathan Cleary plays. Uh, I'm getting a lot of whispers about people bringing in Nathan Cleary probably a, a week too early for me. But if you do bring him in, uh, you, you're not paying that money to have him sit there and do nothing. I definitely can see a world where you go the pod route, pick up Cleary as a, as a captaincy option, which could go huge. The Seagull and the Storm, I think this one's going to be a, a really, really hard game to analyze and, and put any kind of captaincy favorites on. I'd definitely be giving this one a miss. Bulldogs, Tigers. This one has Adam Dewey written all over it, doesn't it? I think he's going to cause havoc down that right-hand side of the field for the Bulldogs' left-hand side defense. And Adam Dewey could be a, a definitely good captain's shout. As for David Fafita against the Cowboys, the only issue with David Fafita is the fact that the minutes are a little bit inconsistent. Coming off the bench, playing about 55, 60 minutes, we know Fafita can put on 100 in about 20 minutes of scoring, so there's always the positive for him, uh, and Fafita's looking like a, a pretty good option uh, against the Cowboys in that Queensland derby. Uh, yeah, I, I like Fafita. I think the standout captain for me, though, this week is probably Kalen Ponga. Um, I think anything over, if you, especially if you're playing with only 17 players this week, I think anything over 
95, 100 points is definitely worth a loop. Uh, obviously, people looped last week and got stung by it, but uh, 151 to get outbeaten by 226 or whatever it was is, is obviously incredible and a very rare anomaly. I think this week for captains, it's going to set up a lot of people apart. I think there's some definitely good options either way on the board, and uh, not everyone will be loading up in the one option as they did last week. Before we move on to the listener Q&A, I had a very, very good response to the little chat I had with you guys last week about the podcast moving forward. Uh, yeah, really excited to announce what's going to be happening. That'll be later in the off-season, but definitely taking a look at your guys' feedback on board as to where we're going to shape the page. Uh, also, content is getting a little bit dry towards the end of the year. Teams are running out of trades, and I think teams are, are all looking at similar strategies. So if you do have any ideas for what you want to hear, either from the podcast or what you want to see from the social media pages, please feel free to drop me a DM and let let me know. Uh, but moving into the listening Q&As, I haven't scanned these ones. So uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting. Morgo81 kicks us off the bat with a pretty interesting question. He asks, grand final this week, am I crazy to run Sexton or Gamble over DCE? Oh, I'd definitely take a punt on Toby Sexton. I think the Titans can put up a score against the Cowboys and he should collect 20, 25 points from goal kicking. Mate, I definitely like the, uh, the idea of running Sexton as a pod move. Milner 666 is how to finals play in head-to-head. Um, basically, mate, it's the exact same as to how your head-to-head uh, games have been working all year. Most comps, if you're in a 20-man comp, some might do a top eight bracket. Some might do a, a bottom eight bracket. So it, it depends on how it's set up. You can definitely go into your league settings, go into the rules and see how it's worked out. But it's basically just done as a strict head-to-head, mate. The exact same as the NRL finals. You'll go against one person. Whoever has the highest score advances, if you if you come first or second or third or whatever, um, you may get the buy or, or a second chance, depending on how it's set up. But uh, pretty much win your games, mate. That's that's the best way that I can put it. Uh, Jared Wertho says, KP worth getting for my last trade. Oh. We're five rounds away from the end of the season. I know that KP is very, very viable, but one trade left. If you're happy to run with the idea of taking a big gamble and, and having no no trades to, to fix up any injuries, I think KP is the second best option, which will lead into another question we have in this listener Q&A as well. But uh, yeah, using the last trade is a big, big gamble, but I, def- I definitely do like KP. Uh, Cart3185 says, Marnie to Grant, second last trade. I think that's a bit of a luxury, mate. Uh, I know that Grant is huge, but Marnie, uh, I think, is a safe 50 points week in, week out. Probably hold your trades uh, for other issues, especially if you have uh, guys that are in more of demand being traded, uh, injured or, or traded out. Uh, Zeb Humphreys, uh, something similar to the last question with a little bit of a spin on it. He has three trades left. He's thinking of swapping out King Gutho for Callum Ponga for the run home. Good swap. Uh, yeah, I think three trades is probably that benchmark. If you're just going to use the one and leave yourself two for the run home, uh, I think that's a lot better than using the last trade on, on Ponga. Uh, do like that trade considering how ranked Gutho's draw is coming home. Uh, Aaron W88 says, Grant or Cleary, probably go Grant because he's not 1.1 million playing on a busted shoulder. Uh, as much as I love Cleary, and, and as a draft owner, it's very good to see him back potentially this week. Uh, I think you'll wait 220 break even. Uh, if you're going to go either one of those now, I'd definitely be going Grant. Uh, Dylan Gray says, Cleary worth it with the six trades left. Uh, mate, with six trades left, you're in a very, very unique situation. The thing with Cleary is, and I've said it from day one, if you trade him out, it's going to be very, very hard to get him back in. 1.1 million. Uh, definitely wouldn't be going it this week with that 220 break even, as we've said multiple times. It depends on how much money you've got in the bank because six trades, yeah, looks good. But if you've got no money in the bank, you're probably going to have to burn three trades to get him back in. So weigh up that risk worth risk versus reward uh, and then work out if you can do it in a reasonable amount of trades. If it's going to take you more than two, I'd probably skip him. Uh, is Cleary worth it? We've touched on that uh, a couple of times. 
Uh, is Mitch Pearce a bad play? Not at all. I think Mitch Pearce will be very, very good for the Knights for the run home. I think a lot of teams could be focusing on that left while he's feeding balls to the guys like Tyson Frizzell on the right-hand side uh, and very, very good general kicker as well. So do like Mitch Pearce as a good pod move. Is it best to run with an AE or use the last trade because of Braley? I just run the AE this week, mate, and then uh, reassess next week when Braley is back. Uh, Billy underscore GG7, a big contributor to these Q&As all season. I appreciate that one, mate. Uh, he asks, who is the best fullback to pair with Turbo? Um, I actually did a pretty big detailed post on Instagram. Uh, you'll have to scroll down a little bit. I think it was posted at the end of June. Basically ranked the top 10 fullbacks in my opinion. I did have Callum Ponger as two. That was before he lost the goal kicking. I had Pappenhausen at three. You can probably switch those guys around. I think I had Teddy at five and Latrell at six. You could probably bump those guys up over the guys like Reese Walsh. Uh, but then again, I, I've I've been pretty open about how much I do like Reese Walsh with the run home that the Warriors have. No one hasn't fired uh, fantastic the last couple of weeks, but I've been holding out for this 21 to 25. He's a big punt to take, but I do like Teddy, Ponga, and Latrell as pods, mate. And the last one from Curtis, uh, just a general scoring question. I think this is a follow-up to the podcast I did with Ryan from Supercoach365. He asks... What do you think about consecutive tackles being two points? Um, are you meaning guys that like tackle and then go to mark and then make another tackle? I think that rewards defense, and I think that's what we need to go towards. Uh, as much as I do like to see Tom Trevojevic score 226 points, uh, I think there is a, a case to be made that defense is being a little bit slept on in Supercoach, and I understand why it's not as exciting, but I do want to have that balance swung back towards the forwards. Uh, in years gone by, they were the staple of teams when they were being picked in preseason, so... Uh, definitely could see something like that being worked in. I think it's a gray area, though, as to work out how is what's considered a consecutive, consecutive tackle. If a player just flops on top, is that, are you going to count that or whatnot? So some t- some tinkering has to be done, but I think the Supercoach guys are doing a fantastic job trying to uh, accommodate for the consistent rule changes from the NRL. Uh, guys, that's going to wrap up the Supercoach preview this week. Not too much in detail. Uh, it is 1 o'clock in the afternoon, so I wanted to get this one out on the Thursday. If you guys listen to for the run home, Hopefully you uh you have some good luck this week. It's going to be a an interesting week, an interesting run home with with all the finals, uh, with all the injuries, with all the less trades that we have. So good luck, have fun, and remember keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 